iPhone 13 has been spotted in the Eurasian database. Apple greenlights season three of C ahead of season two. Check out Always Day One, The Essential Apple, and we also look at what Google has come in as well. All that and more on today's tech news. Ahead of season two of C starring Jason Momoa, Apple TV Plus has announced that season three has been confirmed and season one, which actually debuted last year, seemed to be a popular hit. And like I say, season two will be coming on August the 27th. So Apple is happy enough that they expect season two to be a hit as well. And so they have greenlit season three ready. Every year we see new Apple products such as iPhones and Apple Watches get registered with the Eurasian Economic Commission. And if you don't know what that, it is basically requires that all hardware using encryption technology is registered in its database. And this year is no different with iPhone 13 lineup expected this fall around September time. New model identifiers such as A2628, A2630, A2634, A2635, A2640, A2643, and A2645 have all appeared in the database. Currently, we don't have too many rumors of what to expect with the iPhone 13, but on past year's experiences, it should be a little bit of upgrades compared to the iPhone 12. And one of those rumors is a 120 hertz screen improved cameras and a faster A15 processor and we're also expecting that this will be the last time that we see the 5.4 inch iPhone screen uh, which was called the iPhone 12 mini after rumors that this wasn't as good as selling it as Apple expected it to be. An 18 year old developer Zane has rebuilt iOS 4 as an iPhone app called Old OS which he says is designed to be as close to pixel perfect as possible. Everything you can remember about the old school operating system has been recreated from scratch using Swift UI. iOS 4 was originally announced at WWDC 2010 on June 7th and launched just 14 days later. It was the first version of Apple's mobile operating system with iOS branding. The initial three versions before was dubbed iPhone OS and this update brought folders to the home screen and also increased the number of possible apps from 180 to 2160. It also brought multitasking, which meant iPhone users could finally switch between apps by double-clicking the home button. Old OS has also been open-sourced, and Zane says that it's more than just a gimmick, and that tasks you could perform in iOS 14 are also possible with Old OS, from browsing the internet to checking out your photos to taking notes, The only real difference is the apps all look more than a decade old. Now, if you do like podcasts, then definitely check out the Essential Apple podcast. 
I've actually been invited on there several times uh, to join the others, and we actually have some interesting chats about Apple and technology as it goes. And on the past Sunday, we recorded ahead of WWDC. The episode came out just after WWDC this year, but it's still an interesting uh, take if you want to hear what we had to think about the actual event beforehand. So definitely check that out. Again, I'll put a link in the description for the Essential Apple podcast, and that's available on all major podcast streaming services. Today's episode is sponsored by Creatively Social. Creatively Social helps you in building your social media platforms for your business to thrive by helping you to provide fresh content, marketing, and engagement for your business, taking the pressure off you. Save yourself hours in your day for a better work-life balance. Get in touch at creativelysocialvia.com. According to the Play Store, YouTube app for Android TV has just passed 100 million installs. So what's notable here is that YouTube is pre-installed on virtually all Android TV devices. So this metric gives us a good indication of how the platform is growing and expanding. Recently, Google mentioned that there are over 80 million monthly active Android TV devices in the wild. So YouTube having over 100 million installs and tells us that even more have been sold and fallen out of rotation. Now, I use the Google Chromecast with remote and I have to say for the price point, it absolutely rivals the Apple TV. And I know that Apple has just obviously introduced the new Apple TV a few months back, but given the price point, uh, I definitely recommend that you go with the Google TV on there if you are looking to save yourself some money. If you're a music fan and you use YouTube Music, you will notice that Google has been putting a more focus on its algorithmic auto playlist and has renamed its iconic Your Mix playlist and has introduced several new daily mixes in the past year. In addition to these, a new replay mix is now appearing for many YouTube Music users that includes the most common played songs from the past few weeks. So make sure you guys check that out as well. Now... I'm an avid Apple Music user. I've used Spotify, I've used Tidal, I've used Amazon Music, and I've actually even used uh, some American music companies as well by going via a VPN, such as Pandora. Um, I've even used Napster when it was rebranded again uh, after it was purchased and bought out and turned into a music streaming service. And I've even used YouTube Music in the past. Now, I have to say I'm not a massive fan of the YouTube Music app. However, because I have Google devices around the home as well, I decided that I wanted to go with YouTube Premium because I got sick and tired of the ads for YouTube videos. And with that, you obviously get YouTube Music as well. And so I've decided I'm going to try and set myself a bit of a challenge and just use YouTube Music instead of Apple Music and so I'm giving that a go at the moment, so do expect a full review on that in the coming weeks as I compare that and how it goes. Like I say, at the moment, I'm not a fan of the app. What I do actually like, though, is you can switch between a video and just the audio version on clicking a tab on there, and that seems uh, that actually seems quite easy to do. It actually keeps up where you are on the song as well, and the only thing that I do notice that changes ever so slightly is the audio uh, levels 
and the quality slightly differs between video and obviously just the audio version of that. Um, apart from that, um, it's going okay so far, so I do expect a review in the future on that one. Now, on to something I like. I am currently reading a book called Always Day One. At Amazon, day one is called for working inveniently and urgently, as if it were the first day of the startup. Day two is in Bezos's own words, stasius, followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciating, painful decline, followed by death. Amazon and its fellow tech giants are under fire for their size and power. But this book actually covers more than just Amazon. Uh, it covers Facebook and Google. At the moment, I've just... Uh, finish the Facebook section and I'm currently halfway through the Google one and if you are interested in tech companies and things like that definitely check this book out it is available on Amazon and I will put a link in the description so you can find that easily it's obviously available as an audiobook as well if that's something you prefer but so far like I say I'm on to halfway through chapter three and I thoroughly am enjoying this book so it's always day one how the tech titans plan to stay on top forever well that's it for today guys thanks for joining and i will catch you on the next episode